this is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Today's episode is brought to you by Coleman Proctor's sponsors at CSI Saddle Pads. It is CSI's mission to make sure you and your horse both enjoy riding, but that's not possible when your horse is uncomfortable or in pain. That's why CSI created the CSI Saddle Pad. They also know to fulfill their mission, they need to do more than just manufacture a saddle pad. Educating and communicating with their customers and the horse community about a good saddle and good saddle pad fit is something they take very seriously. CSI saddle pads are trusted by top rodeo athletes, competitors, performers, clinicians, and trainers because these industry professionals know how important it is to keep their equine partners healthy, comfortable, and performing at the top of their game. CSISaddlepads.com is where you can order yourself a CSI saddle pad straight from the company. That's CSISaddlepads.com. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Schaefer. This is The Score. This is round eight of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Thank you for sticking with us all week. Man, we have talked to a lot of people. Our podcasting crew has been very busy and we are so grateful for them. Just to make sure that if uh, you're a team roping junkie like us, that you are in the know and get the kind of inside scoop that you're not really getting anywhere else here in rodeo. So first in the round eight was Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin. They were 3-5. Smoke and run. They won $28,913 like everybody else who's won first without splitting it all week long. It was a really fast round. So second was a 3-8. Dustin Agasquiza and Travis Graves. Uh, Then third and fourth was a split between Junior D's and Levi Lord and Cody Snow and Wesley Thorpe. Those guys, uh, Cody and Wesley, needed that hit this week. So we were super glad for them with that 3-9 second run. And then fifth and sixth was a split between Caleb Driggers and Junior Guerra and Clay Tryon and Jade Corkill. I know I breathed a big sigh of relief when uh, Caleb and Junior came tight on that steer. And I say that not because I'm rooting for anybody, but I am rooting for everybody. <laughs> and it was exciting to see them uh, bounce back from a couple tough rounds. And then Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, they were one out with a 4-1, which is crazy that a 4-1 is one out um, in this really tough round. But that kept them super strong in the average. They are the only team with eight down. They are 45 and 10 on eight. Uh, They have won $52,671 at this NFR. And I'll give you a little what-if predictions. If the rodeo ended tonight, they would win second in the average. They would win $60,159.36. They would have $340,708.23. That would break the uh, single-season earning record, of course, uh, and win the world. They would be ahead of Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith by about $68,000. Tanner and Patrick, if the round ended tonight, would have $271,963.50 won. So that means uh, there's a lot of go-round activity that needs to happen. A lot can change in the average. There's still still a lot of rodeo left. So we are watching. Hope you are too. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. But enjoy this quick interview with Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin. Coleman, what did you know about that steer going in? 
you know, in the second round, Brad Kreitz and then made a great run on him, kind of missed his dally, and was 4-2. And then Junior D's actually broke the barrier on him, and there hadn't been a lot of barriers this week. So it's always something kind of nerve-wracking, but um, I just figured Heisman would sniff it out for me. He knows how to win. <laughs> Did you have to pull or anything? or was You it- know what, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always kind of pulling here, like when I take <laughs> off the back a little early yeah. and kind of get my swing going and feeling it out. Uh, I don't really know how much I pulled tonight. I was more intense on making sure I hit the back of his horns with my rope because I hadn't done that the last couple times. Yeah, were you? Fr- have you been frustrated or have you been just kind of focused? No, you just try to bounce back. You know what I mean? We've been getting ready for this for 60 days, so... I tried not to think too much about it. I had a good talk with my buddy Justin Turner last night, and he said, hey, don't overthink it. Just go back to doing what you were doing. When I get a good start on Heisman, it's so easy to catch, and so I knew that was the key to it. I just tried to get in there and own it a little bit more tonight and and put my nerves aside and and get back to it. You've kind of done it every different way out here as far as getting out of a slump or getting, you know, bouncing back. What is your bouncing back strategy? Did you you run any? Did you... Any practice out there at the South Point or anything like no, that? No, you know, my horse has been great. He's been on the money, and I think that's a big thing for me is when I have such confidence in him. Uh, it certainly hadn't been his fault, and, you know, I, I have jumped in some slumps out here before, but I think the main thing was just to clear my head and back in there tonight with, with a clear mind because every time you have a setback, that's just an opportunity for a comeback, so that's what I tried to focus on today. I had a good friend of mine send me the, the Warriors ethos, and so I read that right before I wrote. And that's awesome. was fired up and ready to go. You said, Logan, that you were a little emotional after this one or a little worked up, a little bit yeah, more out yeah. of character. Tell yeah. me about it. What was going on I, with you? I like to think I can keep it together a little bit more, but for some reason, whenever you see 3-5 on the clock, I give a pretty abrupt fist pump, which from my horse that's a little green in here anyway, it's probably not the best thing for him to that's, just get him fired up. That You're is on, one thing we yeah. joked about. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to get him ready so for I was like, the... I'm going to have to tone down the celebrations. <laughs> I see 3-5 on the clock glazed over don't remember any of it after that did he have a victory lap or how did he like the victory lap he, he takes the, uh, the victory lap has been good i mean he's he's done a good job with it i don't really remember how freaked out he was whenever i was fist pumping but i'm sure it wasn't the best for him <laughs> but he'll be good he's been he's been spot on really i mean i can't fault him i mean he's he just i was telling coleman he's settling in a little bit more every night and i never would have thought that I would ride something other than Drago when yeah. I got out here. And it's funny what the Lord has in store. You know, I mean, it's one door that might be kind of closing. Another one's opened up. And uh, I'm just thankful that for the blessing he's given me and just for trusting the process. Uh, so no anticipation of getting back on Drago these next couple nights? I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I, I think what we got going right now is working. And, uh, not you know you never say never but i think i'm gonna stick on cantina um crazy as it sounds but i think i'm gonna stay on cantina he's just getting better every night and he was very good tonight uh and why why a pepsid why a tongue river horse why was that one a prospect that you bought it's funny uh i didn't had never had one there before and i met the people through a mutual friend and I so I went up there and looked at the ranch and this guy told me that he had two that maybe might be kind of what I would be looking at so I ended up buying both of them and he was this cantina was actually a stud when I got him and he had bred eight mares before so there are some cantina colts out there and I just bought one the other day you did just bought one yeah and so I uh just a yearling and there was uh there was only eight of them, so I just bought one the other day I'm excited about. They're just starting in the last few days, and so, yeah, I wanted to get my hands on at least one of them. But, yeah, he's – I've since went back. I've got good friends over there at the Tongue River now, and I think we've got eight or nine horses from there now. And so I've got several of them, all of them a little bit bronchy, a little bit wa- – you know, a little <laughs> watchy, not bronchy, but just watchy, which is Tough, what I like. Though, yeah. Tough, mm-hmm. athletic, and uh, 
they're Obviously they've winners. been yeah winners, winners. most importantly <laughs> winners <laughs> very good well lots of people want you guys so thank you thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. see you guys All right, that's it for us tonight. Short one from the press room here at the Thomas and Mac. Things were busy back here. They're getting busier by the night as more and more media are coming to cover the rodeo. And we hope that that you stick with us and you follow our coverage throughout this next couple nights. And special thanks to our producer, Craig Jones, with the Money Barrel podcast. The Money Barrel is one of our partner podcasts. You can find it on BarrelRacingMagazine.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's the Money Barrel Podcast. All right, we'll talk at you tomorrow.